Welcome back to Fat Man Talking Podcast. Brand new week, brand new episode. Uh, on this week's episode, we have James Power, Ireland's youngest ever professional boxer, uh, fighting at only 18. He started at 17, and this dude has a serious story. Uh, great conversation, really enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoy it too. James Power, man, welcome to the show. How are you keeping? I'm good now, buddy. You? Ah, very good, very good. Come here, dude. Uh, thanks so much for jumping on. Now, it's really, it's really finally get a professional boxer on the podcast. Uh, it's not every day you get one so young, though. Um, yeah. So, if you don't mind me asking, like, just to get right down into it, when did you actually first get into the boxing? Um, when I was nine. I started boxing when I was nine years old um, in McCroom Boxing Club. Savage man, Jesus, that's fierce young to be starting. And like, what's the appeal? Like, is that I suppose a, a family sport that you were into? That say like, would have just been rooted inside your family, or was it just something that you chose? Um, definitely rooted inside my family. Um, I would owe my career to my family, I suppose. Um, my uncles, my granddad, everyone have been involved in it. So it was just natural for me to go down try it out. But I never looked back, and I've stuck with it since. Awesome, man. That's very, very cool. And, like, in terms of, say, obviously, most people growing up in Ireland, your standard sporting education is hurling, football, rugby, soccer. Were you doing any of those alongside it, or was it just the boxing that took, I suppose, all I, of your attention? I played hurling and football up until about 13 with a club. Um, yeah. But then I decided to focus solely on boxing. I still played with the school until... Um, up until I turned pro, really. Awesome. Very, very good. And I suppose the dangers of getting injured and stuff were just too much at a professional level, really. Yeah. Very, very cool. And like, uh, I suppose you turned pro at such a young age. I mean, at the moment, you're still Ireland's youngest ever pro boxer, which is just, yeah. to be honest, especially as a young fan, like that must be absolutely awesome to have that kind of, I suppose, not title, but that, I don't know what you'd call it that sort of respectability at such a young age to have that on your shoulders. So, like, why did you decide to turn pro at 17? Like, what sparked that decision? It was always my goal um, to turn pro. It was always my dream since I started boxing. So, we say since I was 10 or 11, I was telling everyone I will be a professional boxer one day. Yeah. And, you know, I was waiting until I was turning 18 to to turn pro anyway. I was waiting for the legal age. And then... I was just chatting to someone and they said, why don't you turn now? And I said, you, the only places you can turn pro under 18 are like Mexico, Puerto Rico and places like that. And they are like, why don't you just go there? And that kind of sparked it and I suppose ignited the, the flame. And I, I liked the idea of it. It was something different and something unique and something I could call my own. So it was a hard decision, but I, I liked the sound of it. And I said, sure, let's bite the bullet and go with it. Very cool. And was it a complicated process to get registered uh, under, like, say, a boxing commission in Mexico? Or was it quite straightforward? Um, no, it was pretty easy. You go down, tell them your name, say you want to fight, and they give you your, um, your uh, I suppose, license. But I had all, like, forms and, like, Jesus. medicals and brain scans and everything like that done. Yeah. For just, just for my own safety as well, I got them all done. Um, Jeez, man, that's very no, cool. It was pretty straightforward, pretty easy. 
Cool, man. That's 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 pretty awesome. And like, um, I suppose from my own experience and my own knowledge, like a lot of boxers tend to go down the Olympic route first, yeah. trying to get into the Olympic setup and then going pro. So was there any particular reason that didn't appeal to you? No, I can't really describe it or understand it myself, really. It was just never appealing to me. You just had I never saw Like, it's an amazing accomplishment to say you won an Olympic gold medal or even you've been to the Olympics. Like, you represent your country on the Olympic stage. It's phenomenal. But it was never something that grabbed my attention. It was never something that I dreamed about. It, it just wasn't my path. Ah, oh, fair enough. That's that's pretty cool, though. I think I think when it yeah. comes down to it, you seem like a guy who's really trying to trailblaze your own path. You seem to be doing your own thing, and uh, it's really respectable, especially a guy at such a young age. I mean, like I'm 25, and I see myself looking at an 18 year old's Instagram, being like, Jesus, this dude is just doing phenomenal shit. It's it's immense, man. So I, I mean, look, that. at your age, you're obviously just on the leaving cert. You have how many yeah. professional fights now? Five. So then, like. Five freshman fights. You're just on the leaving search, such a young age, and I imagine all your buddies are gone off probably to college in the past few months, probably going studying or maybe gone working, doing trades, all sorts. As kind of everyone tends to go after school. Um, but like, how did it feel to make such a decision where you're like, you know what, I'm not going to go down the path everyone else is going down. I'm going to go box professionally, and sure, I can always go to college. I suppose at a later age. Was that kind of your thought process? Yeah. Well, you said it there. You can always go to college at a later age. Um, I, I had a lot of people telling me, you know, play it safe, go to college, even boxing promoters and managers saying, not my own managers or anything, but, you know, they were just giving me their advice and I'll take advice and criticism from anyone. But they were saying, play it safe, get your four-year degree and come out. But I was looking at that the way, if I went to college now, I'm an 18-year-old with no experience, you know, no, I suppose, qualifications or anything like that. If I went out and pursued my dream for four, five, even ten years. Like, what's the difference to me going to college then? You know, I'm still no qualification, but I have some life experience. I'm just a little bit older. So that kind of helped out my decision that college will always be there. And then my family as well being so supportive. You know, I couldn't do it without them. They were 100% behind me with whatever decision I made. You know, they understand that I've been in the sport so long and I've dedicated so much of my life to it that, you know, you can't walk away now. You know, you didn't come this far to only come this far. So why stop? Makes perfect sense, man. Honestly, I, to be honest, like from my perspective, as someone who did go straight out of school into college, into a course that I didn't really like, I mean, when I see someone who actually takes that time to think about what they want to do, uh, it's, it's the smartest decision ever. And I think literally easily half of people would tell you the exact same thing. You know, college isn't everything. And at the end of the day, it's always going to be there. Chances are a few years down the line, if the boxing wasn't something you continue to pursue, college is always going to be there. And you'll probably know way better what you want to do as opposed to the rest of us who just jump straight in at 18 with no knowledge. And we're just like, oh, that seems appealing. That'll probably get me some money. It's, it's just the mindset is crazy. That's it as well. It's a massive decision for anyone that age, you know, coming out of secondary school. And, you know, I say 90% of them don't really know what they want to do. So they just settle into a course and, you know, they say this one, this one will do me fine. And, you know, yeah, settling, settling is good. Like it's okay. But, you know, if you're not passionate about it, you're not going to be in love with it for the rest of your life. So I'd rather 
you know, give this my all, give it everything I got. Even if it doesn't work out, we still know that we gave it everything we had. And, you know, at the end of the day, you can always go back to college. You can always find something to do. So that was my mentality on it. Exactly, man. Look, I, I think that's the, definitely the right mindset. So, I mean, look, you seem like a dude who's extremely focused. You seem like a guy with a huge work ethic. What goes into each week in terms of your training? I mean, you constantly seem like you're on the road between different types of gyms and training up in Dublin, training in Cork. So, like, kind of break down your week for me in terms of training. What do you tend to be doing? Well, when I was in school, it was a lot more difficult. Um, obviously, like some mornings I'd have to, if it was coming up to a fight, I'd, I'd get up in the morning, like I'd be on the treadmill at six, you know, and then go off to school, come back from school, get something to eat and be in the gym in Talbot Fitness in Ballancolic. You know, my mother dropped me in there and I trained there, come back, go to sleep, wake up in the morning, do the same thing. Yeah. Um, it, it, the situation with no pro gyms being in Cork or anywhere local, it was kind of difficult as well but with my mother's help she dropped me to Dublin every weekend so I could train with Declan Gardy originally and Pete Taylor up until I went to LA um, training in LA which you know that was ideal I got to put everything I had into the sport and I was training two three times a day you know six days a week and you know that, that well, that's exactly what I wanted to do that was you know that, that's my dream just giving it all into boxing so I really enjoyed that but yeah it's a lot of work you know two yeah, three times imagine. a day six days a week but it was um it was fun it was enjoyable I really really had fun very very cool so like the American setup obviously going over there did you go over on your own or did you have someone with you um went over solo Jeez, man, that's daunting. How, how did that feel? I suppose you're going over to a different country. Like, where do you stay with your coaches over there? Are you staying in a hotel? How does that work? Um, I was the guest of Sheer Sports Management. They brought me over um, for a week during the summer to just get to know me and see what I'm like and see if we get on. Yeah. Um, we really had it off. You know, they're very great people. They're genuine and they're completely honest. Um, they brought me back over for a training camp to see if that's what I want to do, if I feel comfortable over there, you know, they said, they'll give me the opportunity to see if that's the life I really want to have. So, you know, I'm incredibly grateful for that. It was a brilliant opportunity for me. Um, I went over, they put me in an apartment with um, another fighter who's, uh, you know, I, I, I was training alongside him, so it was perfect. Um, awesome. my, coach, my coach is just across the way if I need him for anything or anything like that. But I really enjoyed the trip. You know, I, to be honest, I didn't find it much different because all of my time went into school and then boxing anyway. And, I, you know, if if I didn't see someone yeah, during school or during training, I didn't see him. You know, that straight up that way. Yeah. Um, the only difference would have been I was away from my family, obviously, my mother and my sister. But I was ringing, you know, I was speaking to them almost every day you know every morning um so that helped uh social media played a massive part in just keeping me connected with everyone as well you always hear the downfalls of that like you know the the negative effects of social media but i only found it positive when i was over there just connecting me with everyone back home and you know i'm blessed to have so many people throughout ireland you know kind of wanting to see me do well and yeah they really helped 
if if I was struggling to get up in the morning or anything like that, there was always a message or a comment or something being supportive and pop me out of bed. That's awesome, man. That's very cool. Uh, and like, what kind of training do you actually end up going through? Say, we'll talk. Say, maybe your training camp in the states. Like, you have three sessions a day. How does that break down? Is that skills work? Is it fitness? What like? Yeah. Well, you're in. Um, you're in the gym, as in boxing, every yeah. single day. Yeah. So you're working with your coach. You know, bag work, skipping, shadow boxing, pad, or pads. Um, that's standard every single day. And then you're doing sprints um, or run and strength work as well, you know. So it yeah. depends on the day. It's all different. But that would be it. Sprints, um, you know, long runs, uh, strength and conditioning, and obviously boxing. So obviously you're putting in a huge amount of effort there. Now, how do you, like, are you very focused on your nutrition side of things then to fuel all that? Or are you pretty loose with it at the moment? Like, how? What's your typical week eating? Would it be very strict? Yeah, um, I was uh, overweight um, before, and I was blessed to get um, sponsored by XC Fitness. Ah, oh, seven lads. You know, so they brought me in there, and I worked very closely with um, Luke O'Malley. Oh, brilliant! Who is now obviously started his own business, um, Integrative Fitness. Or integrative health, I think. Yeah, um, I think I'll have to check that up. But I worked with Luke very closely, and he taught me, you know, how to, I suppose, balance it, do it myself. And I found it pretty easy since. But you know, I know whatever I put into my body will affect, you know, what I put out. And so I try and keep it as healthy as I can. Um, I like to call it plant-based with meat, but that's pretty my set, or that's pretty much my setup. Uh, healthy food um, but leading up to the fight then I did get help from Tristan Kennedy who's a nutritionist um, I got help with him just in case I needed it or anything went wrong and Tristan's spot on I, I felt incredible on the scales and felt even better on fight night so awesome, I, can't, I can't thank all them people enough so would you have to cut much weight for a fight like as in what weight do you fight at and then versus what do you walk around at I was in the States, I was walking around at like 136, maybe, 135. Yeah. And that was fully fueled without even like dropping food or anything. That was just the amount of food I went in to start a camp eating I had at the end of camp. So I never even touched that. You know, you see a lot of people, <laughs> they're eating barely anything coming up to like fight week. Whereas Tristan was firing more food into me. You know, it actually increased, sorry, I misspoke. It actually increased during camp. So from this from the beginning to the few days before fight night, um, my food was increasing. Jeez, um, like quite good. Everyone else kind of seems to say it's a it's a torture act trying to get down yeah. to weight and trying to get No, sorted. no. It was brilliant. Um I asked to fight a lighter way because I felt like I could have made that. Um, yeah. I asked to fight. At, I asked to fight at one hundred twenty-six pound, which is feather. Um, but the opponent said he wouldn't make anything below one thirty. So I said, "Okay, we'll we'll fight at that." So that that makes no difference to me. But um, I'm confident that with the team around me, I'll make one twenty-six if needed. Awesome, and that's very very cool. So for yourself, I suppose brand new year, you probably have big plans. 
Are you thinking you're going to go back stateside at some point this year or what's going on for you? Hopefully, that's the plan. And that's where my mind's at at the moment, going back to the States. It's just, it, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and it's very rare that boxers will receive this chance, you know. So, yeah, um, I'm taking it with open arms, but it, it seems to suit me perfectly. It's ex- it's exactly what I wanted. Um, I suppose exactly what I've been working for, especially throughout the past year and a half. This is, it's an ideal situation for me and hopefully, that's what happens. Very, very cool. And I saw when you were over there, you, you met Brian Callan. Are there just stars yeah. just walking around, you're just running into everyone, or did he just have to train in your gym? Yeah, he came in for a training session in the gym. But, yeah, you don't know who you meet. And even if you don't recognize people, they could be anyone, you know? Very cool. He seems so, like a fucker. Did you get a chance to actually uh, chat to him? or? Yeah, yeah, he's cool, he's cool. So I suppose you're getting on Fighter and the Kid soon, are you? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> That'd be savage. Very, very good, man. Look, it just seems like America seems to be a quite an immersive experience, so you tend to yeah. kind of dedicate every day to it. I know you do that in Ireland as well, but I suppose there's a lot less travel and organization. It's a lot easier, yeah. A lot easier over in the States. Very, very good, man. That's very, very cool. Um, I'm just trying to think now. I had something on the tip of my tongue there. Two seconds yeah. ago, and it's just completely gone. Give me a Heck second. You. No panic. As you, as you can tell, I'm a fantastic host. I just, I just can't. <laughs> um, now I remember. So look, uh, obviously, you got a serious amount of fights in last year. Do you, do you anticipate yeah. how many you're going to get through this year? Would you have a I'd number like in to, mind? I'd like to be active. Um, I'd like to be as active as I can, to be honest. I just get started with... You know, everything involved with going to the States. Um, obviously, we get paperwork and all that done, but get that out of the way, get training, and just stay as active as I can. You know, during a year, I'd like to get four or five. Um, if I had the full 12 months, you know, I'd, I'd like to get a lot of fights. Yeah. I wasn't as active as I would have liked um, during the past year, you know, four fights. But I had other things going on, and... You know, I had layoffs, but I had to leave as well. So yeah, man. you could use that. You could use that as an excuse. But I'm yeah, you know, I'm I'm easy going, but as many as I can, that would be the plan. Very good. So look, I suppose this week, uh, in terms of fighting, what's topical is McGregor's back. MMA is yeah. kind of starting to take over. But look, one thing I always find interesting is to take a professional fighter's perspective on, say, boxing versus MMA. So would you watch much MMA? Yeah, 100%. I'd watch a lot of MMA. I'd watch a lot of Muay Thai. Any professional sport I have respect for because I know how much effort and work those athletes put in, even simple things, you know? Yeah. So um, yourself, you're not really on the boxing is more skillful. You're you're very much, you're just respectable to yeah. all the fights. Yeah, you know, anyone, especially in fight sports, anyone that makes weight, makes the walk and you know, puts in a or gets into the ring or the octagon or the cage, or whatever it is, has my full respect. It's it's not easy to do and your life is on the line every time you step in there. So, you know, I can't I suppose relate to these people that have it boxing versus MMA or anything like that. It's it's a different sport and those people love it the same way you love your sport. So just be respectful and you know 
you have to you have to realize that that that's their life and that's what they want to do. Exactly, man. Exactly. I respect that a lot. That's very, very good. Uh, in terms of say the boxing world, obviously one of the biggest fights coming up be Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. Yeah. Uh, who do you think has that fight? I know, I know you met Tyson Fury before at some stage, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, is that who it's, you're rooting for? Or? Yeah, I'll be rooting for Tyson, but it's it's an incredibly difficult fight to call. You know, Deontay Wilder, his power is freakish. It's Scary. supernatural. It's supernatural almost. Um, you see what happened in the last fight, you know, 12th round. He just clipped him. And that could have been good night. But I'm I'm rooting for Tyson and you know, hopefully he wins. I'm behind him. But it's it's a very difficult one to call. Yeah, man, I'm buzzing for it. I can't wait. Of course I I'm just one of those couch supporters. I'm sure you have a bit more uh <laughs> bit more thoughts on it than I do. I just go, Yeah, Tyson Fury seems great. I'd say uh yeah, I reckon he'll win. Yeah, it's all yeah about they're both they're both incredible athletes. Um, anyone on the night, you know, they both have to show up and put in the performance of their life to seal the deal, really. Yeah, no, I reckon it'll be a good one. And are you going to watch McGregor this weekend? I will. I'll, I'll watch him. Um, he's an interesting one, and you know, a lot of people have mixed, I suppose, opinions on him at the moment. Definitely. I suppose, um, like from your own perspective, you're obviously you're now a professional fighter. There's every chance that you could get a lot of, I suppose, a lot of weight behind you, and then suddenly you get shot into maybe superstardom at some point. Would you ever fear going down, I suppose, the Mike Tyson and McGregor path? I mean, how do you keep yourself grounded even now? Like you're, like, if I was a young fella now, 18, professional boxer, I'd be walking around like I was champ. I'd probably be walking around <laughs> like I was the shit. Like, so like from your perspective, how do you keep yourself grounded? Is it, is it your family? Is it just the fact that you just consider yourself a normal guy? Because you always seem very level-headed. You just seem like you're doing what you want to do, but you don't think massively of yourself. Yeah, nothing Nothing has changed. You know, nothing. nothing's different. I'm, I'm still, you know, up until recently, I was still just a school kid getting up and going to school. I was just continuing boxing that weekend, you know. Um, yeah. No, nothing has changed. My, I suppose... I keep my circle small, you know, I don't, um, I suppose, don't open it up to the hangers-on, I suppose you could use as a term. But yeah, my family, my friends, even everyone in school, it's, it's just, nothing has changed, it's all the exact same, and I suppose that helps. So like, when you turned pro, there was no kind of change in perception like people didn't start acting in any way different. You very much kept everything much the same. Um, yeah, you know they they recognise you even again. You know, like if I go a place or something, they, like people my age especially will be like, "Oh, you know, you're a boxer, yeah." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's me." You know, they might get a photo or something. But, you know, nothing has changed really. Um, I made myself a lot of promises at the start, and nothing has changed. Like the big thing that always comes up is that I answer every comment on social media, you know? Um, and I promised myself that at the start, I said, no matter how big um, or how many comments I get or how many messages I get, I'll get back to every single person because that's what I've done at the start and that's what I will continue to do. So little things like that, little decisions, will just keep everything the way it is and the way it always was. 
That's awesome. I'd say I can forecast now once that following starts growing, it's going to be hard to keep up with people. You're going to end up yeah. being one of those dudes who's doing an Instagram live just so you could touch base. You'd be That's it, yeah. miles away it's, in LA doing your thing. You know what? After the fast fight, it was, it was very difficult. I, you know, I, I spent, I suppose, I, I was getting hundreds. I, saw, I could have got, you know, like, I suppose, five, six hundred messages. Um, I had a lot of comments. A lot of shares, and then they're even harder to track down. Hundred percent. You know, I came back after my fight, got to the hotel, pulled an all-nighter, um, answering messages. Um, you know, the next night I was up all hours again, just answering messages. But you know, if they take the time out there, they to even support me. You know, the least I can do is return the favor and take time out of mine. 100% man and she look worse comes to worse just hire one of your buddies as a personal assistant just yeah. sort it all for you just say look I'll put, you, put him up in LA you know pay a bit of his food yeah. just let him sit down on your phone do everything it'd be like an entourage setup you know he, he can yeah. sort you out completely yeah but uh, we'll we'll worry about that when it gets to it exactly man long time away long time away <laughs> you need to keep it going this way at the moment yeah um I swear to God, my brain is just not working. You, you were on to me this morning. I, I saw you signed on to the call early, and I was like, oh, shit, I haven't even had my coffee. So I was rushing around the house trying to get the laptop set up, trying to get everything done. I was like, shit, I'm just not wired at this time in the morning. But it's, it's much easier to catch people at this time. Yeah. Um, so from yourself, um, you know, like, obviously, you like to touch base with everyone online and everything like yeah. that. Um, how, how does that tie into, say, your training? Is there times where you're just going to put the phone down and you're just going to strictly focus on everything? Or, like, would you find as much distractions for yourself? Um, well, I just, you know, I have a set amount of things I have to get done and I'll do them. And, you know, social media and all that, they'll fall into place everywhere else. Like, I, I have my training sessions scheduled. I'll have to stretch. I'll have to eat, prepare prepare meals you know I have things that I'll have to do and I have times you know allocated for them and then you know I have the rest of the day to do whatever I want yeah and in terms of say one of the things I'd always be curious about with someone who's brave enough to go down and get into a ring and actually fight someone is like would you do a lot of work on I suppose mindset or anything like that or like what's your mindset actually like like how do you keep yourself calm when you're training for a fight, when you're making that walk down to the ring, when you literally have to go face to face with a dude, like what goes through your head in moments like that? Yeah, I have, I suppose I put a lot of time into preparing my mindset. And, you know, you spoke about McGregor earlier. And yeah, there's a lot of, I suppose, bad media around him now at the moment. Um, but one thing you can respect is his mindset, um, especially as an up and coming fighter. It was bulletproof. You know, he was unbreakable. And, you know, you study those sort of things. You study like elite athletes and learn from them. And they all kind of have done one thing in common, and that's their mindset. So I try and prepare mine the best I can. My coach um, helped out big time, uh, Courage, over in the States. He was... What a name. Uh, yeah, Courage. Um, but... He had a lot of tricks and little things as well to prepare your mindset, you know. Um, meditation, visualization, all those little things that like people might be listening now going, sure, who's gonna visualize that 
there winning a fight, but it does pay off. You know, if you just visualize, you know, that fight and go through it time and time again and your hand being raised, you know, you've been there before when you step into the ring, you've done this already. So it's just a matter of doing it one more time. Very, very cool. I love that. To be honest now, I, I, I'm the same with the smaller stuff, but I can imagine on your scale, it's quite, quite different. Um, very, very cool, man. Love it. Well, well so, speaking of mindset as well, um, stepping into the ring, this time was kind of, I suppose, the most relaxed I ever was, stepping into it, if that makes sense. Oh, um, really? And was there any particular reason? Were you just more prepared or... Yeah, I think it was because, in my mind, I had a full training camp behind me. You know, I was ready for whatever came. Whereas all the time I was doing my own thing and I was balancing school and all that. And, you know, this time I knew that my opponent had put in the work I put in. Um, you know, he, he didn't outwork me during the past eight to six weeks. He didn't push himself to those limits. So if it got to it in the fight and it got to that point and, you know, your, I suppose your arms are burning, your legs are burning, you're out of breath. I know that he's worse than me. And just that little mental edge just, I suppose, sealed the deal for me and I was calm when I got in there. That's absolutely class, man. Absolutely unreal. In terms of, say, fighting location, is Mexico likely to be the next location for your next few fights or do you think you'll get a chance to fight on Irish soil this year? I think it'll probably be the States. I'd love to have my Irish debut. I'd love to fight in front of you know, everyone throughout the country that has supported me. Um, nothing would make me happier than to step out in front of them all and perform. But there's a lot of issues at the moment. I'm not reading into them and I'm not, I suppose, involved in any of them. But okay. they are coming up and that's about fighting in the South. It looks very unlikely that there'll be any fight in the Republic of Ireland in 2020. Really? What's um, the reason for that? I'm not sure. I think it's like the cost of running a show and insurance. Um, Irish Boxing, uh, who do a lot of articles for me and the lads are, you know, they're brilliant, they're genuine. They have up um, an article about it, addressing all the situations. Um, Irishboxing.com, if anyone wants to check it out. Um, but I think it's like insurance and all that kind of problems. And There's a lot more going on to, in running a show than, you know, I know or you know and so as most people will realise. But Belfast looks like the play looks like, you know, the I suppose location where a lot of the shows are going to be held this year and for the foreseeable future, I suppose. Um I'd love to uh fight in the US. Love to maybe get a fight in Boston, that'd be cool. Fighting Irish man, I'd say that'd be a savage spot for you to go yeah, to. Yeah, it'd be sick. But you know, I'll fight anywhere. Um, Mexico, you know, I really enjoy that. A lot of people say that it's dangerous or you wouldn't, you know, feel safe on there, but it's just another day, you know, another place. Um, I kind of go in with the mentality if you're good to people, they'll be good to you. And it seemed to work so far, and people might laugh at that, but it's getting me by, so Very I'm gonna good. stick with it. And what about, say, like you're when you're communicating with people over there, does your accent hold you back or? Do they tend to understand you? Because even like when I was over there on holidays, now people were like, what the fuck are you saying? In America or Mexico? Both. No, it's it's okay. They they realize you're Irish. 
you know. But um, yeah, no, it's it's okay. I I had no problem communicating. I found everyone was you know was very easy to speak to and I suppose interact with. Um, you know, I I got on with everyone over there. I don't think one person I had a bad opinion about. Happy days, so, man. Yeah, I really enjoyed both experiences. You know, Mexico and the US. I, you know, I loved it all. Very good. Now, look, just before we finish up, one of the things I'm trying to do at the moment, just through the podcast, and I suppose for people actually listening is trying to highlight a bit that not everything's perfect and not everything's easy going you know everyone seems to have a bit of a struggle in some area of life so from your own perspective is there anything yourself from the transition from just being a regular kid to being a professional boxer was there anything you actually kind of struggled with that took you a little while to get on top of or just in general life is there anything you'd kind of i suppose need to actively work on you know everyone has those bad days everyone has those bad thoughts i suppose um, anyone that says they don't, you know, isn't being completely honest. But we spoke earlier about how much time I invest into preparing my mindset and how strong I believe my mindset is. And that helps out usually. You know, if you're having a bad thought, you can recognize that, you know, you, you can realize that that thought is not going to help you and just get rid of it. A lot of things that go on and no one sees but there's no point me putting up a post being negative you know there's no point me uh describing like my bad days on social media because that's not going to provide anyone else with positivity or anything like that you know yeah Um, but yeah there's a lot of things that happen in your personal life that will stay in your personal life you know they're not for social media they're not for other people to see they're for you to deal with and no, everyone has those bad moments and I suppose it's just getting through them and realising that, you know, no matter how bad things get, they can always get worse. Definitely, man. I think that's the right attitude to take, you know. Everyone who I've spoken to along those lines kind of seems to reflect the same message. And I I just think it's important for people to realise, you know, it's, it, it's okay to maybe struggle in that sense. But at the same time, you know, keeping it positive the way you are doing I think that's the right way to go about it too. You know, it definitely it, it highlights something positive to people and maybe drives people on to aspire to things, which is good. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, no one's perfect. Um, obviously, with thing with social media, it's it's a highlight reel. You know, you're seeing everyone's best moments, and just don't compare yourself to that. I suppose don't compare your life to the ones you see on like Instagram, Facebook, even Snapchat. You know, because they're not putting up there worst times and they're not putting up I suppose reality 100% so look dude thanks so much for jumping on now and taking a bit of time out of the busy schedule to come on the podcast Uh, just for anyone who maybe isn't aware of who you are yet uh, where can they find you Uh, Instagram power131 underscore um, Facebook James Power if they want power131 awesome dude that look, would be awesome. thanks so much for coming on for the chat man i think people are really going to love hearing about everything to do with your training and everything along those lines thanks so much i really appreciate it thanks buddy